everybody, hello Skimo family, we are back with episode number 10 of the Skimocast and today we have the very first guest from overseas, US national team athlete Cameron Smith and the author of maybe the biggest surprise of the last season by finishing third in the World Cup vertical race in Andorra. That made him also the very first American male athlete to ever finish on the podium of the World Cup race. The 26 years old ski mountaineer and trail runner was born in Rockford near Chicago in Illinois and he now lives in Crested Butte in Colorado. He is a unique athlete and a person impressing you with a friendly and cheerful personality and own style. Please welcome to the Skimocast the owner of probably one of the most interesting profile pictures on our website, Cameron Smith. Cam, thanks for finding your time and uh, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Just waiting for uh, another season, you know, but uh, there is still a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, well, soon the days will start getting shorter and it'll be Vizquimo in winter soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we are starting in November, so the pause is a bit shorter this year. So maybe that's uh, also a good note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I saw that uh, you are still in uh, some kind of racing mode uh, because you are trail runner also. Uh, so what are your upcoming plans on, on trails? Yeah, I, uh, I just try to pick some fun races in the summer to stay motivated for winter and for training. So doing some, uh, some nice mountain running races here in the U.S. Uh, I just did one in Vail, Colorado, and uh, I'll head to the Broken Arrow Sky Race in California next weekend. and then. The Pikes Peak Marathon, where uh, hopefully lots of other schema racers will come over for, since it's the Golden Trail Series, and then the Rut in Montana, which was a, a sky running race some years ago, and is a really nice race up there. So, not too many races, but enough to to stay excited and motivated in the summertime. Sounds really good. But I wanna to know you better, and uh, we wanna speak about schema. But there is one thing about you that you are from Rockford, Illinois, which is uh, not a very mountainous region. You grew up there, now you are in Colorado, which is better <laughs> for <laughs> skimo and, uh, and sky running. But how did you get into sports in Rockford and uh, when did you discover skimo? Yeah, so you're right. Uh, Rockford is, is near Chicago, which many people might know about, but it's uh, just a city in a very flat place in the middle of the country of the US and, and definitely no mountains around. but I liked to play sports with my friends. Like we um, played a lot of football and basketball and baseball and things like that. And I started to run, which was the first thing that I did very seriously. Like the track and cross country teams uh, are part of the schools in the U.S. So in like middle school and high school competed with my school. And that's sort of how I learned to love endurance sports and then went to university in Colorado when I was 18. And that's when I learned about the mountains and, and all the great things to do out here. So uh, who was uh, the one who showed you the beauty of ski mountaineering? Yeah, actually, uh, my my sister who did the same thing as me, but went to school a few years before. And she oh, was doing a race called the Grand Traverse, which is like, uh, it's sort of the, the US version of the PDG, just mm -hmm. a little bit flatter. <laughs> And, uh, but it's still in some beautiful mountains. So you go from Crested Butte, where I live, to Aspen which is another uh, ski town here. And you go in the middle of the night and with a partner, just like in the PDG um, and she wanted a partner for it. And uh, 
So we did it together and that's how I learned to love Skimo and started to backcountry ski and uh, to train for the race. Of course, we went backcountry skiing and I saw how, how nice it was to be off the piece and, and exploring in the winter and skiing beautiful places and, and lots of nice powder. <laughs> and uh, I realized how much I loved it and then got a more of a race set up and started to do the shorter, uh, faster, more Skimo races the next year. So were you self-taught uh, or did you have someone to advise you in your beginnings, uh, not uh, only your sister? Yeah, well, we actually have a, a collegiate program at the university I went to. We have maybe like four to eight athletes every year that train on the, the Schemo team, which is the only university in, in the U.S. that does that. So I was just really lucky to, to choose that school. <laughs> But we had, uh, yeah, lots of other athletes going out on the on the weekends and training each other and um, helping teach each other. And then there were some um, some yeah older athletes too around the valley that uh, were competing in schema early for the U.S. Maybe like 10 years ago. That um, yeah had lots to share and lots of old gear to hand down and and things like that. So it was a good place to learn. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think. You are still only 26 years old and you wrote the history of uh, USA Schemo in terms of uh, the best result of male athlete. Back uh, in uh, in Andorra this uh, January, you finished third in vertical race and it was uh, two years after no racing for you among the best in Europe mm-hmm. yeah, because of, of coronavirus. Did you expect this? Uh, don't take me wrong, but it was such a big surprise, yeah, to, to be to be real, uh, yeah. seeing you finishing on third place. So tell us more about this amazing achievement. Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised just, just like everybody else. But in the two years away, you know, I just thought that it was a unique time in history with uh, all the, yeah, the pandemic issues that we had. And I thought that The, the more I stayed focused on my long-term goals, then the, the better it would be for me when, when things return to normal. And so I just kept working hard and knowing that even if I didn't get a chance for a year or two to, to go back to, to Europe, that when the time came, it would, um, it would be worth it to, to stay focused and keep working hard. And I had some good races in, in 2021 in the U.S. in the year that I didn't go to Europe, but nothing that made me think I had made a huge, huge step forward. Um, But it's, I sort of say, you just try to get a little bit better every day and every week and every month and every year and never put limits on yourself. And then you give yourself a chance to um, have a big surprise like that. So as long as, yeah, you work hard and, and believe in yourself, then, then sometimes you can have a really good day like that. So hopefully other people can find the same this year. Also became a double champion of, uh, of North America. Uh, so I think the... The last season was uh, pretty successful for you. Yeah, it was a great year. Uh, lots of motivations for for this coming winter. And one of the biggest highlights maybe of your career will be uh, the Pieramenta. Uh, you took part uh, with uh, Tom Goff. Uh, you finished uh, inside top 10 on ninth place, which is amazing result. And uh, I know that it was a big dream of yours before Uh, before this winter so how did you enjoy the big classic uh, stage schema race oh it was it was the experience of a lifetime it's uh i loved every bit of it i think people might know me for the vertical race but what i enjoy is is things like pyramenta 
I love the pure schemo and the, the ambiance and, and all the fans and the food and the excitement and the courses and the skiing. And it's, uh, I just find it really exciting that you're, you're with people all the time. Like no matter what, there's people in front of you and behind you and you're always in a competition and um, yeah, every moment's exciting. The uphills are, are technical and competitive and then the downhills are, are exciting and the, the technical climbing um, on the ridges and going to the beautiful peaks. And it's just such an amazing area. I, I love the experience. I hope that this year with, uh, with the world championships and Pyramenta being closer in time that a lot more North American teams will go because North Americans get really excited for world championships because that's when everyone kind of goes together and lots of times they bring their families and we just get a lot more participation. And with Pierre being close, hopefully we can get lots of North American teams this year. I remember uh, your uh, invasion to to Villars uh, in 2019. Yeah. It was amazing. A lot of people from United States and also from Canada. Yeah, I think uh, together you had uh, 60, 70 racers almost. I don't know how many, but from these two countries, it was so many athletes and so many parents, friends and, and everybody. So yeah, yeah, we are looking forward to this in, in Spain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what made it crazy last time was the families. So, so lots of people went for maybe one or two events, but then brought four or five or six family members because it's it's an experience going from from North America you know like oh my my son or my daughter or my mom or dad or cousin or who knows who is is going to race in Switzerland in this cool new sport called schema so I want to go check it out so yeah lots of people got excited last time we'll we'll see what happens this year <laughs> yeah yeah sure And uh, when speaking about uh, you, uh, do you consider uh, the vertical or the engine as your biggest strength or uh, is it something different? I think it is uh, objectively, but I, I love the, the skiing so much and I love to yeah be off piste and, and ski in the, the beautiful backcountry either here or in the Alps. So um, hopefully that changes with time and, and I do better on the descents than the individual that's that's where I'd like to do the best and in grand courses of course but um the engine is is what I do best with now so it's a good place to start and then hopefully I continue to get better with skills as the years go by so when speaking about the downhills we know some great skiers like Robert Antonioli or William Bonmardion for example Matteo Jacquemot so when Talking about downhills and comparison with these guys, uh, how do you feel about about uh, placements, uh, for example, only in downhills? Uh, where do you see top 20 skier or top 30 skier? Uh, how, how would you rate yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably in the in the back half of of like a World Cup individual field. If we only did the downhills, I I probably would only beat not so many people. But uh, I also think that I'm getting better quickly because I didn't really start racing very seriously until maybe five years ago. And, and in the U S too, like the, the downhills aren't that important because the races are so spread out that like you might be able to give away 10 or 20 seconds on a downhill and not see very much of a, um, of a negative effect. And then especially this last year with racing a lot more world cups and Pyramenta um, was just so much more competitive and fast and it makes you, yeah, ski so much harder and better. And I could feel myself improving a lot during the winter. So I think I'm probably, yeah, one of the the slower ones in, in a World Cup now, but I think I'm getting better quickly and, and hopefully, um, yeah, with lots of focus on it 
I can do better and better. When you look back to the last winter, you on I, I think a lot of races. Yeah, you were in Andorra, in Morjan, in Valtellina. You also took part uh, at Pyramenta. So you spent let's say two, three months uh, in total in, in Europe. Uh, uh, so you learned a lot, yeah? Yeah, definitely. And and this year, I I've been telling myself every year I come home from Europe, I always say next year I have to just do the whole winter. Next year I have to just do the whole winter. And then summer comes and, and those memories fade a little bit. And I say like, oh, maybe I'll just go for these few races. So hopefully this coming winter, I'll finally commit and do the the whole season. But I'm sort of nervous about racing for that long from November to April. So maybe I'll try to break up the season and like take a break in the middle or something like that. And I, I haven't really planned it out when I would go, but I would love to spend the winter just for the experience and, and maybe learning a new language, depending on which country I, I stay in and making some new friends there. But I think it would be a really great experience for racing and just um, a life memory to, to spend a whole winter there, just like Grace does. Um, which many people know. So hopefully I can do that this winter and, and be a part of all the races. Uh, that would be perfect to to have you in Europe for the whole winter, let's say. And uh, when speaking about uh, the splitting the season into some two parts or to just skip maybe some, some World Cup race, which is not suitable for you, I think it's a bit easier for Americans to do this or for countries who are not uh, government-based uh, on results. So yeah. You know what I mean? For Swiss guys or French guys, it's very difficult to skip Uh, World Cup stage because uh, yeah a lot of depends on their performance there so maybe it's better for you in this uh, let's say system <laughs> yeah absolutely that that is an advantage I haven't thought about it that way but I can um, yeah absolutely just pick whichever ones I like but it would be really hard to be in Europe with a World Cup happening and not go just since you're already across the the ocean and there and and the races are so Yeah, where all the excitement is. So it'd be a really difficult decision to skip one, but maybe I'll have to just to give myself some time. We'll see if I have the, the self-control to do that. Okay, so now we are in transition zone. And That's I great. think you, you know it because you told me that you are listening to our podcast. So uh, we will start right away. Tell me, pizza or pasta? Uh, pasta. Uh, how many croissants did you eat this winter and how many do you plan to eat during the next one? <laughs> uh, I think it was 70 during my my first trip and then maybe I get to 100 on the other one. Um, this year I'll have to do twice that, maybe 200. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So then uh, you will be, you know, a fat, so you can go faster in downhill. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah exactly. That's, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's been the problem okay. all along. That, that's good tactics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you prefer, a long session or intensity? Oh, I I love them both, but uh, maybe a long session to, to see lots of mountains. Yeah, that's that's fair. Maybe, yeah. for example, in a place like uh, Aresh, uh, I know yeah. that you yeah. you loved the time spent uh, around Grandmont. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I like that. What is your favorite answer? training place? Um, here in Crested Butte, we have, um, a peak called, uh, Red Lady. That's a thousand meters and you can climb it 
and then ski a different aspect depending on the avalanche dangers there's always something to ski like something easy if the danger's high and something really steep and challenging if if you're in the springtime so we have a great mountain here to train on in what uh, place would you like to race do you have some dream place so it can be somewhere in the u.s or yeah everywhere in the world yeah um i uh i raced the skeeton did in tromsa but i'm really excited to go back for the the world cup i think this is the most uh common uh, answer to this <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, yeah that Nora is, the, is the one yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, what does your ideal rest day look like? Um, let's see, maybe uh, still involves lots of skiing, just nice and easy so I can rest. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm in Europe and go to a nice refugio and get some good food and um, relax like that. And uh, do you like uh, listen to music when training or you want to enjoy the sounds of nature? I don't. Yeah, I never listen to any any music when I'm out. I just think it's a good time to um, be with your own thoughts and and meditate, sort of. And yeah, I hear the the sounds of nature, of course. Yeah, and uh, which of the European locations you have visited uh, do you like the most? I love the Rush. I uh, I spent some time there during Pyramenta and also before, and and I just love the the town and the mountains. Yeah, me too, me too. And uh, I will be back with the other two guys from Skimostats in three weeks. So <laughs> yeah, we can't wait. It's it's uh it's a heaven, I think, for outdoor uh people. Uh in summer winter, it's an amazing place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty special. And do you have a dream colleague for a race like Pyramenta? If you can pick uh whoever you want. Oh um All the American teammates are fun to race with because then you can represent your country. So like Tom was an amazing partner in the past and I'd love to race with him again or maybe John Gaston from the US as well. And um, in Europe, I made uh, good friends with Jakob Herman this season. So maybe one day he and I could do a race together, but I'll have to get faster for that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, since you are from the US uh, and in the US, the most popular sports are uh, yeah, baseball and uh, American football. So do you have your favorite club in some of the biggest uh, leagues? Yeah, my uh, my grandma, when I was young, um, taught me to love the Chicago Cubs baseball team. And so we always would go to their games together. And and many people might not know they they went 108 years without winning the the championship. And then they won it uh, just a few years ago. So that was really exciting. Okay, so that was uh, the transition zone. And we can go back to the, let's say, more important talking. But uh, this was also very nice. In uh, January in Morjan, you told uh, us uh, in a car uh, to one of the briefings, I don't know if you remember, that you want to improve in individual races and uh, mostly in skiing. So is it going in the right direction? And uh, how are you training on these aspects uh, in winter and also in summer? Because we know that Skimo is uh, uh, not only about winter months. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely focused on it because I think it's important to to train your weaknesses as much as you can. So our uh, our ski mountain where I, I ride the chairlifts here, Crested Butte, is really steep and really good for for technical training. Just making it down some of the runs is is um, 
yeah, difficult and, and technical and challenging. And then uh, skiing lots of backcountry days on my my skimo race skis, which isn't very common in the U.S. because um, yeah, the snow is just different and skimo is is not so popular. But trying to make myself ski off piste on the little skis more often, and then in the summertime, I I really like to mountain bike. I do that just as much as I run, and I think that that's good mental training for trying to push yourself hard on yeah fast challenging terrain and then also in the gym a lot of it's strength uh you know like you might be mentally capable of skiing something fast but if your your legs are too tired or your quads can't like support you then uh you can't ski so fast so the strength and the balance too in the gym is important in the summertime and uh i assume you saw the calendar for the next season so do you already have any plans so i think the the world cup and world championships uh, are are uh, are out and uh, we know also the days of piramenta or adamelowski raid and these uh, big uh, races so what about your plans uh I know that you spoke about uh, maybe staying in winter, uh, in Europe for the whole winter, but just tell us more specifically about this. Well, you you read my mind on the three that I'm most excited about of World Championships and Pyramento and Adamello are definitely what I'm most excited for. So I'll try to be the, the fittest and strongest in March and then hopefully lots of World Cups. And what I find I really enjoy too is uh, some of the races outside of the ISMF that I've done, like uh, Belle Etoile, or Combinit, or um, did the Rosa Ski Raid, or Schieten did, and, and maybe one that I'm forgetting, but yeah, lots of races outside of the, the regular calendar have always been exciting and fun for me too, so we'll see what uh, what new ones I can find to experience. But uh, I also know that the situation uh, uh, with Schemo in the US is uh, kind of different to the countries in Europe, or the support from association and uh, i'm not speaking about the usa uh is not that big so uh, uh how do you pay for all of this because the flight tickets uh, accommodation casual living expenses and everything is not cheap in in uh, europe uh, for let's say three four months so you are working in summer to have money for this or do you have sponsors or i don't know who is helping you Yeah, it's some of both. So when I was first starting and didn't have quite so much sponsorship support, then I would just save money all summer. And it was, yeah, just for being able to travel in the winter. Uh, but those were shorter trips. And uh, still now I work 40 or 50 hours a week in the summertime. Um, so that's maybe different from some European racers. But uh, I also have lots of support from DinaFit now. They're they're really uh, supportive of a lot of North American athletes. You might notice and uh, and they're helping support us and doing doing a lot of racing too so um yeah i should be able to to make it work for this winter but uh, yeah it's always a, a challenge we spoke about the possibility of uh, another big uh, team or big us team in spain for world championships so uh, all the athletes uh, they are painting paying it uh, themselves Yeah, for the most part, maybe uh, some of the young ones that are still under 18 are maybe their parents are helping, but everyone else, um, yeah, has to to pay their own way. This is amazing because I think yeah, a lot of people have this kind of uh, thinking that yeah, from the US they have everything paid, but I think in Schemo it's 
is not that not that good yeah oh, yeah the, the schema in uh usa is still in its uh, very beginnings so there is a lot of work uh, ahead of of your association and everybody in in the us so uh, what do you see as uh, the next uh, big important step uh, for the uh schema in usa oh i mean um like having more of a, a cohesive team uh, at World Cups and, and for the season, I think would help a lot. Like where other teams have the, the coaching support and uh, waxing their skis and, and sort of training more together where the, the US racers are all sort of traveling solo and individually. Um, so yeah, I think that over the years we'll hopefully gain some more funding and some more organization and support and then be more of a cohesive team together. and. And maybe one day we can host a World Cup too and have people over here because we do have some really nice races and, and some beautiful mountains all over the country. And uh, yeah, the schema is great. It's just uh, not quite so developed as in Europe. So uh, maybe time will change things and the excitement of the Olympics. And um, yeah, who knows how the next years will go. You already mentioned the, the Olympics. Uh... Ski mountaineering will be at the Olympics uh, in 2026. Do you feel that uh, something has changed uh, since the announcement of of this uh, big news for Skimo in the US? Yeah, I think so. Lots of people that that weren't following the sport so closely before now have their eyes on it, and and um, we were wondering if many some like Nordic skiers or trail runners that weren't going to go to the Olympics in their own sport or we're just too slow or something might start schemo soon. And we've seen a few of those people, but um, especially with the, the technical parts of schemo, we're, we're getting close enough now that um, it'll be hard to learn the sport fast enough to do well <laughs> in four years. But uh, as far as the excitement, yeah, of course, I think it legitimizes the sport for a lot of people where they don't see um, like the big races like World Cups and Grand Courses in the US. So people don't understand all there is to it and then now that it'll be in the olympics i think that that'll change people's perspective in the us a lot so yeah there's more excitement and uh, it's just drawing more people into the sport and giving people yeah a source of inspiration for the next years that's only my personal thinking maybe you will prove me wrong uh, but uh, what's uh, successful uh in the universities i mean in sports uh, is successful in the us yeah so maybe the next uh, step is to help get schema to universities i know that there are some who are trying to 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 involve schema but uh, is it is it uh, right thinking in that way that uh, usa means university sport and uh, then yeah. then everything is connected pretty much Yeah, I think so. Like we talked about earlier, all the sports are involved with schools, even um, in high school and, and younger too. So yeah, having more programs in colleges would help a lot. And and the um, USA Schemo board works really hard. Like uh, I think that that might be a misconception too, is that we don't have the people working hard, but there's just lots of volunteers spending their own time working on these things. And one of the board members in particular, his project is is helping increase the amount of uh, yeah university teams out there. So they'll be happy to hear that you have the same thought, but I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, what people do in, in high school and university as, as sports tend to be what they carry on with. 
in when speaking about uh, the possible World Cup or let's say World Championships or whatever in in the United States, uh, what's your favorite place or what's the best place to have this kind of race? Uh, if it's on you, or yeah, <laughs> where you would uh, organize it? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I mean I hope it's here where I live in Crested Butte. I think we have a a really beautiful technical mountain, and we used to have a nice race uh on the ski area that was yeah really steep and um there was uh a climb to the peak on this class four ridge where we were using our via ferratas and ascenders and it felt just like a european schema race and if it was in europe i think it would still be seen as a technical hard race and then had lots of really difficult skiing as well but uh that race has gone away from uh like liability issues in the u.s so we have a lot of problems like having people on things like uh like ridges and and climbing peaks and stuff <laughs> so that might be interesting uh, for you but um there's some other really nice races here like in big sky montana they have the shed horn which is another great course and it's really long it takes like four hours they might have to make some changes but i think they would be a good host or the wasatch powder keg in utah is a very well-run event and is is not quite so high in altitude too which i think would help uh, make it more accessible for for the Europeans and then when we went to the the steep dreams in Canada where they hosted the North American championships this March I really enjoyed those courses too they had some really great skiing that was in um at kicking horse is the name of the resort so I think there's lots of good options it's just who will put forth the the funding and the organization to to be able to make it happen uh, is Colorado the home of Schemo in the US or uh, is it uh, Utah or something? Yeah, I think Colorado and Utah together, they're they're close by. So lots of Coloradans will go to the Utah races and yeah. and vice versa. Probably the most racers are in Colorado, but uh, Utah's close and and they're just right next to each other. So it's that's sort of the center of things. But there's some further on the West Coast, like California and Oregon and Washington, and then starting to have more racers on the east coast even in the northeast like vermont and new york and new hampshire and some of those states up there so it's uh yeah growing in, in different pockets and hopefully continues to grow here i think also that uh, you grace and uh, griffin the the young boy who came to to spain uh, you are like uh, the free let's say big hopes for us uh, schemo uh, do you have some more guys uh, who will come to to the Spain, yeah, next year, and uh, will show us that hey, the USA schema is here and in its uh, best possible way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean, like I said, with my race in Andorra, I hope that other people can um, surprise themselves and have big breakthroughs just like that. And I think Griffin showed the same thing with him going over that. Now the young Americans see like, oh, like I know Griffin and he's just like me and, and lives in the US and is my age and is like me in all these ways and he can go have success. So, uh, and Grace has done that for years before too. So I think just being able to see other people has six, have success makes you realize it's possible for you and sort of a why not me attitude. And um, yeah, we'll see hopefully some people do well when we get over there. 
we are getting to the end of our interview and uh, I want to end it with some questions uh, about you and uh, your uh, schema and mountaineering uh, view and future. So what does mountaineering uh, mean to you in summer and winter? Um, what does mountaineering mean to me? I think it's just a way to be in some of the most spectacular places on earth and and also to challenge yourself mentally and physically. So I love it to be able to see the beautiful places and explore the great, yeah, the great nature around us. And then I also love, um, it's just like our, our gym, <laughs> you know, it's where we get our exercise and uh, so much uh, mental benefit and mental clarity and things like that. So I just, yeah, the mountains are, are good for us in all ways. You mentioned that it's our gym. I think uh, we have the most beautiful gym and stadium in all the sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially uh, growing up where I did, like we talked about it. It's still strange every day to to look out the window and see mountains, or on a on a weekday morning to start your day with with skiing in the mountains or climbing a peak is is still just a, a bizarre thing to me. I I will never take it for granted. What about you and your long-term goal in uh, racing, Skimo? Uh, is it uh, Olympics or World Cup or maybe uh, Pyramenta, Mezzalama? Some, do you have something? Yeah, I mean, the uh, the Olympics are definitely motivating for me and I'd love to to represent our country and do the best I can. But I don't set very specific long-term goals. I just know that I love the the process of trying to get better all the time and improve myself um in the short term and then we'll see where that ends up as the years go by but i i definitely hope that includes doing well at the olympics and doing well at pyramentas and world cups in the future but i don't have a specific goal of wanting to win this race or finish in this place in this event i just want to um, do my best every year and get better every year and then one day when it's over we'll we'll look back and see how well it went where uh, do you see yourself in 15 years Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Do you do you have any suggestions? I'm still working on that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We will we will see. Maybe <laughs> if uh, the schema will be big, maybe you will be one of the coaches in in the US. Because uh, I think yeah. <laughs> uh, in Europe we see you as one of the ambassadors of uh, US schema. So why not to turn this into something? nice also for the community and to give back so maybe maybe that's my suggestion <laughs> i don't know what yeah. you think but <laughs> i think that's a pretty good guess i i tricked you because that's my answer when people ask me that <laughs> um here in the u.s in general because i don't have very much of a plan for for the rest of my life so i uh yeah. i love training and racing and i'm going to do that for as long as i can and i love what i do for work i i work at what's called the adaptive sports center so we do outdoor adventures for people with disabilities so we go mountain biking and rock climbing and skiing and, and all kinds of things here. And, um, and I'm an instructor now, so I'm in the field doing the things um, outside every day. And I know that people get tired of doing that eventually since I'm, I'm young right now. Maybe I won't want to do it forever, but I really love doing that right now. And I really love training and racing right now. And I'm going to do those until I um, stop to love them so much. And then it'll be time to figure something else out. Okay. That's, that's very nice. I think that a lot of people in Europe uh, from schema community likes you and uh, we are wishing you all the best and uh, we can't wait to see you again here in Europe in uh, some months 
we hope that you will continue developing uh, into the best version of yourself and uh, you will have amazing results not only in verticals but in individuals because i know how important is it to you personally because you told me that i want to to be good in individuals so i think that with your mindset and everything you are on the right way to to do it <laughs> yeah well, thanks so much it, it feels good to have people believe in you so i appreciate it and uh thanks to schema stats for everything you guys do and, and everyone in the u.s really appreciates it and being able to follow all the results and and all that you guys are doing a great job so thanks so much for all your hard work as well i think we are in this uh, game together and uh, it's uh, yeah something is on us something is on the athletes on the federations and uh, together we can achieve amazing uh, goals and dreams so yeah so i think everything is possible and uh, i think we are at the end of our interview which was very nice uh thank you for your time because uh, you get up earlier just to make this happen because <laughs> the time difference is uh, seven hours i think or something like this be between between my and your place so thanks again for finding time getting up uh, earlier and uh, i wish you all the best yeah enjoy the summer uh win some races in summer and uh <laughs> then let's get back to Europe. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. I wish you a good summer too. And thanks, uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.